changes to my podcast, and how do we get started in photography today. Hi and welcome to episode 139 of the Photography Explained podcast. I'm Rick and in each episode I explain one photographic thing in plain English in less than 10 minutes-ish without the irrelevant details. What I tell you is based on my lifetime of photographic experience and not Google. In this episode, changes coming up to my podcast and lots more thoughts on last week's episode. In particular, as I said earlier, how do we get started in photography today? Right, here is the answer bit. People get started in photography today by taking their new phone out of the box, turning the phone on and taking photos. <laughs> that is how people get started in photography today, which is slightly less than when I got into photography all those years ago. More on this in a bit, and I need to say here, much more on this in a bit. But first, I want to tell you what I'm going to change with my podcast and why it will be much better, of course. Now, I've mentioned this before, and after 130-ish episodes of my podcast, I have been, I've been thinking about things. The other week, I missed an episode, then, then one was late, and I realised I don't really have the time to do everything that I want to do, including my podcast. So, some things have to change. Now, I dearly love my podcast, and, and I hope that you do too, of course. And I've received some great feedback, but not so much in the way of questions from listeners for me to answer, to be honest with you. There is the podcast survey, which you can still help me with. Just just head over to photographyexplainedpodcast.com forward slash survey. Now, it won't take you long, I promise, and your answers will help me to understand what you want from my podcast, dear listener. Yes, you, not me, you. And this little lot, it, it got me thinking, and, and this is what I'm going to do. Now, don't worry, I'll be brief with this bit before I get on to the thing from last week that I want to explore much more which started off sounding a bit woolly, but ended up being really good stuff. Right, changes, here they are. Fortnightly publishing. I will be publishing new episodes fortnightly. Yes, I'm going from weekly episodes to fortnightly episodes. Weekly episode, my script says. Now, if you hear me whinging about the scripts in this episode, I have gone through it many times and (laughs) I'm still finding errors. Let me repeat that. I will be publishing new episodes fortnightly. Yes, I'm going from weekly episodes to fortnightly episodes. This is change number one. Next, publishing on a Friday. Yes, I'm moving from Tuesday to Friday, starting with the next episode, which will be published on Friday the 14th of October 2022. Blimey, that seems a long way off. There's no reason why I publish things on a Tuesday, and I think a Friday is better, so... It hopefully lands with people and is fresh with them for the weekend. Tuesday was just something I came up with with no science behind it, and I'm changing it. Longer episodes. Podcast episodes will be longer. More in the 20 to 30 minute range. Now, I found 10 minutes. It's just just not enough for me to do justice to things the way that I want to do. I mean, I found episodes have been getting longer and longer anyway. But let's go back to the beginning of this. The idea when I started my podcast was episodes lasting less than 10 minutes, which I recorded and uploaded without editing. That was it. 10 minutes, podcast done. That was my naive thinking at the time. That didn't work. Life doesn't work like that. But um, I learned a lot doing that. And, and this evolution that I'm going through now is it's a perfectly natural thing. I'll still explain one thing in 10 minutes or less, but then I'm going to expand on that and add more info to give context and share my experiences with you. Now, don't worry, this will all be relevant to the subject in question. Okay, then I'll be digressing all over the place, but the stuff I digress onto, it will be related, it will be relevant, and hopefully it'll be entertaining. So yeah, less often, longer, and most importantly of all, 
of a higher quality with a fuller explanation, but still without the relevant detail. That's the changes that I'm going to make to my podcast. And no, this is not the beginning of the end for my podcast. Far from it. This is just the beginning of the next phase of my podcast. Like I say, I genuinely love creating my podcast, but I also want it to be the best that it can be. I know, I think about this stuff too much sometimes. And the content will change too. I'm going to I'm gonna pick up on previous episodes, just like I'm going to do in this episode shortly, for one reason. What I found is that when I finish recording an episode, I find there are loads more things that I wish I had said. I think this is just a result of the way my brain works. Not that I didn't think to write them... Well, I didn't think to write them at the time, because I hadn't had the thoughts, but the more I look, look at something and talk about something, the more other things come out which are related. So that's, um, like I say... <laughs> That's what that's what I have to deal with, and um, I'll, I'll share that pain with you. So I'm going to include them in the next episode. It's going to be like a, a sort of recap slash further discussion. And while I'm doing that, that'll give you the opportunity to add your thoughts too, so we can make this a two-way discussion, hopefully. So, something for both of us, which is nice. Higher quality. Well, going fortnightly, it takes the weekly pressure off me. And longer episodes give me the space to do what I really want to do, and, and the space to be more me. Now, knowing I'm going to be speaking for more than 10 minutes and it's fine, it's just made a massive difference even on this episode. And this allows me to talk in a more relaxed way without that feeling I've got to get this over and done with as quickly as possible. I've been feeling that quite a lot recently, so it's an absolute delight not to have that hanging over me. And going fortnightly gives your ears a weekly break. Well, it gives them a fortnightly break, doesn't it? Let's just see how this goes, okay? Any thoughts appreciated, as always, just head over to the podcast website photographyexplainedpodcast.com. Now, what if everyone says, no, no, Rick, we want to hear you weekly? Well, <laughs> in the extremely unlikely event of that happening, I will revert back to weekly, of course. It's, it's up to you. Right, that's that done. Thank you for bearing with me. Now on to the thing that I wanted to talk about. This is the good stuff. This is what came into my head after I recorded the last episode. And it's one of those things that the more I wrote about it doing the script, the more things came into my head. So here is the talky bit. I wanted to pick up on one thing from the last episode and talk about it some more. What do all those folks who first experienced photography through phones think of photography? Which morphed into the question, how do we get started in photography today? Well, this is what I said in the last episode. Well, they're going to look at cameras and think that is so old school. (laughs) Now, that's the thing I said last episode, but... That's just scratching the surface and not even doing that. There's there's so much more to this than just that statement. And this is one of those things that, like I say, it fascinates me. It wasn't something I'd thought about until the other episode. So, yeah, like I say, this is the kind of thing that I find really interesting. It's, it's how, how the world's evolving and how different it is from when I was growing up. Talking of which, seamless ad-lib brick, well done. Let's look at me and how I got into photography. Well... Well, I started off as a teenager, um, a young teenager at that. Yep, I was a whippersnapper for sure. Now, saying that, as I love the fact that word queries this word on inclusivity grounds and wants me to change it to either younger person or inexperienced person. (laughs) I love that, Microsoft. What are you actually thinking there? Sorry, sorry, stop digressing. Back in the day when I was a mere whippersnapper, I got into photography. I don't know where this came from, this interest in photography, because no one else in my family was into photography. It's just me. And my parents, they bought me a camera, which I was very fortunate to be given at such a young age. And not too long after that, I had my very own darkroom where I used to process my own films and do my own prints. And quite badly, it has to be said. 
But I learnt lots, or as my script says, I lent lots. I didn't, I learnt lots. I learnt how to process films badly and how to do prints badly. I had endless boxes of, well, let's be honest with you, Rob. Money is all around us, and we think about it more than almost every other aspect of our lives. But how can we make more of it, and what's our drive for building wealth beyond just the numbers in our bank account? Join us on the Make More podcast as our host, Matt Heslin, brings to you a dynamic lineup of experts in the world of investing, business, health, and beyond. Together, they unpack the secrets to not just surviving, but thriving in today's economy. It's about more than just wealth. It's about crafting life experiences, seizing opportunities, and building a legacy. Subscribe now to the Make More with Matt Heslin podcast and join us every week for new expert insights and inspiration. Not on my script, but what I used to do was um, I used to put my own larger on a chest freezer in the utility room. Now, what my parents didn't know was that the chest freezer vibrated. So when I was exposing enlargements, as in exposing film paper to the light, sorry, film paper, photographic paper to the light from the enlarger, I, I (laughs) I turned off the chest freezer so it stopped vibrating. Because if it vibrated, the the prints wouldn't be sharp. So um, yeah, on a, I, I I don't know if I've ever told them that to be honest with you. Of course, they're not listening to this to find out, so I'm perfectly safe. But um, that's what I used to do, and I'm sure that sometimes I forgot to turn the thing back on again. Okay, so that was um, talk about humble beginnings, eh? So I was into photography in my teens when I was at school, and then when I left school and. Gotta be honest with you now, I wasn't a great success in school. I went to art college. Now, if you knew me or had anything to do with me, you wouldn't look at me and think I went to art college. But I did. And I enrolled onto a foundation course in art and design. It was at Bolton Institute of Technology for those in the UK who might know Bolton. Probably called University of Bolton or something now. Where I studied all sorts of arty type stuff and finished with a whole term dedicated to my chosen art. Photography. Of course it was. Now, when I say all sorts of stuff, I mean one week each of the following. Knitting and weaving. Yes, really. Hey, I hated that. I did a week of knitting and weaving. I'm not really sure how much of that week I attended, to be honest with you. Painting. I hated that. Ceramics. I hated that. Graphic design. Well, I tolerated that, but I was absolutely rubbish at it. I got no... I can't draw, I can't paint, I can't do any of this stuff. And then I got a week doing photography, my one week of sheer bliss and enjoyment. But the first term was 13 weeks. 13 weeks where you try all these things out and then you choose the thing you want to specialise in or learn in more detail with a view to going on to do a full-time course. So I've got knitting and weaving, painting, ceramics, graphic design and photography. That's five things, that's five weeks. That means there's eight weeks of things I can't even remember. I've obviously erased those from my memory. I mean, I couldn't really forget I'd done knitting and weaving, could I? I've even got some vague recollections of that and how uncomfortable I felt with it. This is a long time ago, by the way. Anyway, I didn't last long in the arts world, though. Just about making it to the end of the summer term, only because it was photography. And after leaving, I got a job labouring on building sites. Well, I needed the money for beer and to live my life as a 19-year-old. So my photography career, first time around, started in about November and it was over by the end of May the year after. I didn't, I didn't last long in that field, did I? <laughs> and, and I've been working 
in and in and around construction and various different things ever since. Um, I've been doing photography pretty much ever since. Yeah, it was a short-lived uh, first first experience of photography outside of the utility room and me taking my photos. But photography stayed with me to varying degrees over the years before I got back into it properly in about, I think it was about the year 2000. It was post-millennium. Up to that point, I loved taking photos on holidays more than anybody else, but um, that's as far as I went with it, really. So, in about 2000, I studied, worked hard, practiced, took courses, created my own website, and I learned from many of the great tutors of the time. I went to all sorts of photography shows and seminars, I worked and worked, and I eventually got myself qualified as an actual professional photographer. Yes, a real photographer. It's okay, I'm using air quotes, you just can't see them. Well, you can on the video I'm recording. More on that another time. I have been for some years, and still am now, a proud associate of the British Institute of Professional Photography, having the letters A-B-I-P-P after my name. So, as you can see, I've really worked hard at this to get where I am now. That's years of hard work, years of diligent study, all that good stuff. So, why am I telling you this? Why am I telling you all this stuff about me? Simple, to give you a comparison with the modern day equivalent. How does someone get into photography today? This is what they do. Get a new phone, open the box, take the phone out, take photos. All done, you're up and running. Am I oversimplifying things? Not at all. For most people, this is what they do. For most people, they don't know any different. This is now the natural way for people to get started in photography. Open the box, take the phone out, take photos. Well, why does this matter? Well, first off, I'm not criticising. It's just how things have evolved. This is the world we find ourselves in now, and it's fine. If you could take photos that you are happy with using your phone, do you even need anything else? Do you need a camera? Do you need a PC to edit your photos? Have you got a PC? The world's changed massively. And as for aperture, shutter, ISO, the exposure triangle, well, who knows? If you're taking photos with your phone only... You're not bothered about any of that stuff. You might have never even heard of it. And you probably haven't. And that's just the beginning. There's a whole world of stuff we know as photographers that people who take photos with phones will not know. And they might never know. Photography these days is in a completely different, instant, constantly connected form. And the photos that you can take with phones are amazing these days. Let's not forget. The photos you can take with a phone in 2022 can be to an amazing standard. Now, to an amazing standard. And it's just incredible what you can do with the phone. Am I jealous of today? Well, yes, I am. And no, I'm not. I've learned so much over the years that I am so grateful for. But I did say in the last episode, if I could do a commercial shoot with my phone only, I'd do it. Well, why wouldn't I? I wouldn't need all that stuff that I have to take out with me. Just my phone. It'd be great. And there will come a time when that's the case. But the tech is not here yet. Not for what I need. So whilst there is an immediacy to photography these days, there's still learning that needs to be done to improve, to progress, to take better photos, to take photos to a professional standard. But the gap is closing. Photography has changed. Photography today is an activity that is pretty much instantly available to the majority of people. Now, I know there are people not fortunate enough to have a phone of their own, but photography is more accessible today than ever. And the software on phones and other mobile devices is pretty amazing too. So the question is how to engage people these days to develop, to grow their photography. 
How do we get people who are happy taking photos with the phones to learn about composition and light? How do we get to these people? That is the challenge for today for all those good folk who work in all areas of the photography and media industries. We need to get that message out to people who are, after all, happy with what they have and what they are creating. If we do not, how will they ever find this stuff out for themselves? Or, and this is the big or. So we've got a million and one things that you need to know in photography. I've learned about, I've quoted a, a number of things, aperture, shutter, ISO, and ad-libbing now, by the way. All that stuff in Lightroom, importing photos, editing, getting dust on your camera sensor, different lenses, depth of field, focal length, all that stuff. If you take photos with a phone and you're happy with them and the photos are good enough for what you're taking them for, and that is the big point of which I will come on to in the next episode. If the photos you take are good enough, whatever that function, whatever that reason is, whatever you're taking the photos for, if the photos are good enough with a phone, you do not need a camera. Now, you might want to progress. You might want to go to the next level because phones are amazing, but you, you have the opportunity to take better photos with a camera than you do with a phone. And that's a fact. I've explained that before. I'll probably cover that again in a bit. But for many, many people, they know how to take photos with a phone and they love the photos and they're happy. So they they don't need all that other stuff. And I'm talking all that other stuff. So everything I've said up to this point, have I got this all wrong? Is everything that we as photographers know now, is it all going to fade away to nothing in the future? Is everything, all this complicated stuff, is it just going to become irrelevant? If you could take great photos with a phone without ever having to even know about aperture, shutter, ISO, exposure, triangle, all that stuff, will you ever need to know any of that stuff in the future? Maybe not. Maybe not this year, a little bit less next year, and each year a little bit less more. <laughs> a little bit less more. Well, I hope you know what I mean by that. The point is that the phone does so many things for you and the software, the tech, it's amazing. You don't need to know about this other stuff. So if you don't know about this other stuff, how will you ever find out about it? So will cameras just end up being phones that take better photos? Back to the Future, next episode. And I've just worked in my first Back to the Future episode there, and it was actually completely relevant. So that was, um, that, yeah, that's what I wanted to say from the last episode. That's the bit I didn't include because I didn't think about it until afterwards. Um, like I say, I start one thing and it gets my brain working on other things and they expand in my mind and then I have to share them with you. And and I can also tell you this, I feel I feel a lot better for getting that lot off my chest. I, I enjoyed that and I hope you did. What do I do? Well, I create a podcast and I have lots of other things that I do. So that's why my podcast is going fortnightly. Quality over quantity and longer episodes which give me the time to share what I want to share with you all, just like I've done in this episode. More of me, which I hope is a good thing for you, my dear listener. And with all that I do, I try to educate folk in photography, all the stuff I've talked about here. And I do this by telling you what you need to know and no more. And that's the point. We need to tell people about all this stuff or photography will end up just being something associated with phones and no more. Now, I'm not saying that's necessarily a bad thing in the long term, but Photography is a thing to be enjoyed. It, it's it's the thing that I love to do outside of everything else. It's my thing. And the thought of other people not being able to do the things that I can do with my camera and not 
being able to learn about it and try all this good stuff out, I feel people have been missing out. Yes, of course, you can take great photos with a phone. But with the knowledge of all the other things that go into photography, you can get even better photos. You get a camera and you'll be able to, you've got the opportunity, like I say, to take better photos than you can with a phone. And I mentioned this in the last episode. Sorry, it's just come back to me now. I do not issue, sorry, I have never issued a client photos taken with my phone. I have never issued photos to a client taken with my phone. Why is that? Well, the photos are not good enough. And I can prove this. You can challenge me on it. I can prove it. On every shoot, I use a Canon 6D, full frame DSLR, great camera. I use a Canon 17 to 40 millimeter lens, L series professional lens, great lens. And I also take photos with my phone. Photos of the same thing I'm taking photos off with my camera. And I compare them. And with the techniques I use for image capture and processing, the photos are better than the photos I take with my phone. I've got numerous examples, and that's fact from me. Okay, so I think I'm done there. Probably beginning to waffle. (laughs) Beginning to? Yeah, forget the 10 minutes thing. That's long gone now, hasn't it? I think I need to change that. I'll, I'll come on to that in a minute. So next episode, episode 140. What does the future of photography look like? This is... This is a direct consequence of this episode because once I got into the thought process of, well, if someone's starting in photography and they've got a phone, that's all they know. They don't need to know anything else. Potentially, that could be enough. And it got me thinking, well, I know it's a dangerous thing, isn't it? (laughs) It got me thinking. So if everybody gets into photography using a phone and say nobody buys a camera, Well, the camera market will crash, the lens market will crash, and all the associated things, they will just all disappear. And all the knowledge, all the techniques, everything, that'll all go. So what will you have left? Well, you'll have a small number of photographers with professional gear making money from photography. That's the potential thing. And ultimately, sorry, I'm I'm doing the next episode already, aren't I? Food for thought there. Come back in the next episode, which will be in two weeks. Actually, it's two weeks and three days because this is on a Tuesday and the next episode is going out in two weeks, but on the Friday. So that's Tuesday. That's Wednesday. Yeah, two weeks, three days. (laughs) And that gives me plenty of time to write the episode, which is good. Okay, so sorry, I'm going to go back to this. Talking of future episodes, my survey. Yep, my survey is still out there. My Photography Explained podcast survey. Just head over to the photographyexplainedpodcast.com forward slash survey well you'd expect it to be that wouldn't you and if you do and you fill in the survey thank you very much for your help i really do appreciate it and if you've got a photography question you want me to answer in plain english in less than 10 minutes ish and that issue's getting bigger without the relevant details of course well you do great just head over to photographyexplainedpodcast.com forward slash start Right, well, this episode was brought to you by, um, <laughs> and it actually was, immediately before recording, because I made such a bad job of the first five attempts to do this recording that I had to walk away, and I did have a cheese and pickle sandwich with um, with a bag of home crisps. Yep, prawn cocktail again. Which I ate in the kitchen, and now I am sat here in my homemade, acoustically cushioned recording emporium. Oh yeah, I forgot to say, I've, I've had a nice rejig of my recording space and I've got, I've got more room for the cushions now, which has worked nicely and made recording much more comfortable as there's, there's more room for me. And you can't see it, it's on the video. Um, I'm up to five cushions now and a fleecy blanket on the window. 
which is um, working acoustically well. And just as a slight aside here, this episode was recorded with the door open because I'm expecting someone to come and collect a parcel at some time between half nine and half five today, which is a really helpful window when you're trying to report a podcast. Um, thankfully, they haven't been here yet. Hopefully, they'll be here in about five minutes. And a final bit of good news next door. Haven't cut the grass. There's been no garden. It's been nice and quiet. So all good here. I've been Rick McAvoy. <laughs> Sorry for all of that. Thanks again very much for listening to my small but perfectly formed podcast, it says here. And for giving me 10 minutes of your valuable time. Now, my recording time's at 28 minutes, so I think I need to do something with that, don't I? Okay, I'm going to have to stop saying 10 minutes, I think. I'll come up with something for the next episode, obviously. Any ideas welcome? Well, I could say less than half an hour, but it's not as snappy, is it? There was something about the less than 10 minutes-ish, but it's not less than 10 minutes-ish now, so it doesn't really work, does it? I'm out of here. Take care, stay safe. Cheers from me, Rick. My brand new course, How to Become a Real Estate Photographer, straight talking advice for beginners to get you making money quickly and build a career, is available to buy now. Find out more at rickmacavoyphotography.com forward slash courses.